another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. I'm Angela. So this is going to be part one of two episodes that I am recording as a response to a popular New Age teacher's YouTube video that suicide ideation is a symptom of spiritual awakening. Um, The second half of this is going to actually be available exclusively on my website. So if you head over to heavenandhealing.com, you can sign up for just $5 a month. And then that way you will have access to all part two videos, as well as bonus videos that I will be uploading available exclusively to members on this platform. So this is a long time coming. You've heard me talk about Patreon and kind of bouncing different ideas as to how I'm going to kind of take this to the next level with the ministry. And I've decided that my own website is the way to go. It's much more accessible than a Patreon, you know, because people are Google searching my name when they hear my testimony. And I think this way, kind of having everything in one space is the best way to go. Um... And like I said, you're going to be able to have that option to sign up for just $5 a month. You know, that's a latte, just $5 a month to have access to these part two episodes. This is going to be the new norm for heaven and healing. It'll be part one free to the public and then part two available to members only. So I thought that this one was a good one to kick off with because it's probably one of the most dangerous, most predatory messages of the new age, this idea that suicide is merely a symptom of spiritual awakening or suicide ideation, I should say, where you're kind of flirting with the idea that you want to end your life. And I've been there. And it was extremely an, an extremely unhealthy way for me to navigate the human experience, as it would be for anybody, because, I mean, it, it just makes you feel like the reason that you want to die is because it's some sort of karmic soul mission that you're fulfilling. And it's extremely dangerous. It's extremely predatory. And what's worse about this particular video that we're talking about, it has over 36,000 views at the time that we're recording this. And Christina Lopes, who is the creator of the video, she actually has over 500,000 subscribers who are consuming this content on a regular basis. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's not good. It's not good guys. I saw this on Instagram initially as a part of a reel. Um, one of my close friends sent it to me because she saw it shared by someone in, um, our old new age group of, uh, quote unquote self healers. And it just made my blood boil. When I watched it, it made my blood boil because it just capitalizes on people's pain by telling them these pseudo-spiritual lies. Um, The particular woman that we're going to be discussing, Christina Lopes, she is a duly certified physical therapist and public health practitioner. And her Instagram bio reads spiritual teacher. So that's obviously a self proclamation and it's actually a title that I would have formally self-certified for myself too when I was encompassed in the new age um but that said you know her credentials are irrelevant here because at the end of the day the final authority goes to the one with the credentials king of the universe (laughs) I don't care if you have a doctorate I don't care if you have a master's I don't care if you've been studying this stuff for 20 years I don't care if you've been in psychology for 20 years king of the universe overshadows all of your credentials so That's Jesus. And what God Almighty says in his word, it takes precedence to any amount of degrees, knowledge, or experience any human being has. So that being said, let me tell you that this message severely contradicts the Holy Bible. And so we need to refute these lies with the rock solid foundation of what scripture says. And I am going to be playing some clips from her video, but I want to kind of give a disclaimer in light of that, because this video is not for defamation purposes, right? I'm not sitting here trying to particularly single out or bash the name Christina Lopes, okay? As Ephesians 6 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the darkness, 
and the the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. So this isn't about Christina Lopes the person. This is spiritual warfare. And Christina Lopes is merely being used as a weapon against God by Satan in his army. Um Christina herself is obviously well-intentioned. You can just see that looking through her Instagram. She wants to help people, but what do I always say on this podcast about good intentions, right? The road to hell is paved in good intentions. Um, So the issue here is that she is spiritually blind and she doesn't know any better. She's just like I used to be, or perhaps you watching. Uh, Christina is deceived and she's being used as a vessel by the principalities of darkness that we talk about in Ephesians 6. And she's being used in this light of spiritual wickedness to further the enemy's agenda, which is namely to steal, kill, and destroy you, to rob your soul of eternity by keeping you from the truth that is salvation in Jesus Christ alone, okay? So it's not about her. It's about the way that she is being used through the deception of the enemy, okay? So Christina herself needs to be covered in prayer. I don't want my audience to go to her page and attack her. You know, you can leave comments if you feel so inclined on her page, but don't be nasty. You know, don't call her names. Don't don't say X, Y, Z about her. This isn't about her. This is about the deception she is under, okay? And we will say a prayer for her and her audience at the end of this episode together. But Anyway, let's get into what she actually has to say about this topic. So she starts her video off by explaining that the purpose for recording it is because of Ellen DeGeneres' producer slash DJ Twitch, also known as Stephen Boss's birth name, Twitch, um, and his unfortunate recent suicide. So um, you've probably heard that that happened a couple of weeks ago, that Ellen DeGeneres' producer committed suicide. Uh, So Christina said that she felt a really strong pull to make a video and give people a better spiritual understanding of suicide. And she explains that she herself almost died by suicide. And so this topic is very raw. It's especially important for her to speak on. And she then outlines her video by telling the audience that she will explain suicide from a spiritual perspective, why it's on the rise, and what to do if you or someone you love is actively suicidal. So let's go through one of those one by one and just unpack the dangerous lies of this video. I mean, there's no other way to there's no other way to define it. They are dangerous lies. And this episode, particularly part one, we're going to be diving into her explanation of what she calls a spiritual perspective of suicide ideation. And then the members exclusive part two is where we'll get into her reasoning as to why suicide is on the rise and what should be done about it. So here is the first clip. First, let's get into the spiritual perspective on suicide. I get a lot of questions about what happens to the soul of a person when they die by suicide. So some people ask me if the person gets stuck in some kind of karmic loop and then they're stuck down here. Other people, especially if they have religious formatting or religious programming, they'll ask if the person's soul gets sent to hell. None of that happens, okay? So when your soul departs the body, it returns home. It goes back to God or to creator, to the universe, because that's the only place to go in my opinion so there's no eternal punishment for suicide but that doesn't mean that we should go through with it so suicide does carry a karmic load in the sense that it's a violent act and violence carries karmic repercussions so from a spiritual and energy perspective if I hurt myself that's energetically the same as me hurting someone else so there's a karmic load associated with violence that then my soul is going to need to come back and resolve not to mention that also that suicide is a form of escape so when when I go through with a suicide attempt, really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to escape from a pain, a discomfort, or something within me that I just don't know how to resolve in the moment. But what people don't realize is that when the body dies and your soul transitions to the other side, you carry with you everything that you have left unresolved in this lifetime. So a lot of times people think that, that when they die, everything's going to be better and everything's going to be resolved. It is not because your soul is 
is on a multi-lifetime uh, expansion. It's on a multi-lifetime evolutionary pathway. And so it won't resolve anything on the other side. So what ends up happening is the soul will leave the body, it'll get to the other side, and then it'll start planning a new physical form and a new physical life again in an attempt to come back and resolve in the physical what was left unresolved in the physical, all right? Then this isn't done as a form of punishment. Your soul is not punishing you when it does this. The soul is just this beautiful energy that's constantly looking to heal and expand and move into eternity, really. And so it's just going to keep doing this as a part of the nature of the soul. That's what it does. So suicide never really works in terms of resolving things that you think you, you can't resolve now because you're always going to come back to try and resolve them just in another lifetime. So you're going to have to start all over again. If you want to go deeper in the spiritual understanding of suicide, I highly recommend the book Home with God by Neil Donald Walsh. It's the last installment of his really popular series called Conversations with God, and it talks about suicide in a profound but very compassionate way. Okay, so um, there is um, there, there's a lot here. Uh, so first that assurance that there is no eternal punishment for suicide, which is sort of her roundabout way of saying that there's no eternal punishment for anything, right? Because she says that immediately after we die, the soul goes back home to God, which by the way, <laughs> she makes synonymous to the quote universe. So the God that she's talking about in this context isn't actually God almighty because we as believers know that there is no such thing as this pantheistic God that can be put in the same category as the universe. Okay. You know, God is not the universe, like, let's make that clear. God is not the universe. He created the universe. That's like saying, I built this house, which I didn't, but that's like saying, I built this house, and so I am the house, right? I created Heaven and Healing Podcast, and so I am Heaven and Healing Podcast. No, I am the creator of this podcast. I am not the podcast. The architect of this house is the creator of this house. He is not the house. God is the architect of the universe. He is not the universe. This whole notion of God being the universe is heresy in and of itself. Um, but it, it's such an intricate topic that I'm actually going to save it entirely for a separate episode because pantheism, we can go really, really deep and talk a lot about that. Uh, pantheism is its own, it's its own thing entirely. And pantheism really is kind of the overall, I would say, spiritual consensus of the new age, what they really tend to subscribe to. Um, but with this video, I really just want to focus on what she says particularly about suicide. I just wanted to point out that right off the bat, one of the first things she says is complete pantheism. And so we know that that is her ideological worldview and the lens in which she is kind of seeing the situation through. So we know that the God she's talking about is not our God. It's not God at all. And we know that this is, by default, a misleading, counterfeit message. And anyway, her saying that there is no eternal punishment for suicide or for anything, let's jump to Revelation 2010 and see what the Bible has to say about that. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but torment, tormented day and night forever and ever certainly sounds like the classification of eternal punishment. And I'm definitely going to take God's word for it over Christina, in which she admits is her quote unquote personal opinion of what happens when your soul dies. You know, she explained this in a way that just rolls right off the tongue. And yet, where is she getting it from? Right? Where is she even getting this idea? And then people are listening to it going, oh, wow, yeah, okay. But on what basis is that being represented from? She literally says it's her opinion. And yet people are watching this looking for answers. Okay, let's talk about a point of view. You're depressed. You don't know Jesus, right? You don't know Jesus. You're depressed. You want to die. And so you're seeking YouTube videos. And I'm sure 
you've been in the new age, then you have been there as I have. You're seeking YouTube videos onto why you feel this way. And within the first three minutes of this particular video that you stumble across, you have this woman telling you that if you kill yourself, your soul will go back home. Now, granted, she does say that's not a reason that we should follow through with it, but still, this doesn't exactly lead with a suicide prevention message, does it? Because if anything, it sounds comforting. If only for a moment, right? Because, oh, you're, you're going to kill yourself and then your soul just goes back home to, to your creator. So she gives this like moment of relief to the audience, but it only lasts for, <laughs> for about 30 seconds because then she tells her audience that suicide actually disrupts the karmic journey since the soul will allegedly leave the body and quote, plan a new physical life in order to resolve what was unresolved in this life. So that not only immediately contradicts what she just said about the soul dying and going right back home to its eternity, to its creator, right? But it also takes this actively suicidal person watching through an emotional roller coaster where we go from, okay, if I were to commit suicide right this second, I'm going home to God. Two, if I were to commit suicide right the second, I'm going home to God for just like a moment in time because my soul actually has to start all over because by killing myself, I have a lot of unresolved soul baggage that I need to keep working through because it's what my soul wants. My soul's not trying to punish me, as she says. It's just, this is just the journey because my soul is looking to expand. So just... <laughs> Imagine the emotional turmoil of the vulnerable, susceptible, desperate person watching this being told that their soul wants to expand and work and blah, 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 as they sit there and feel like they want to be dead, right? Um, this is extremely predatory. It's extremely predatory and it's, it's, it's so dangerous to tell people that the reason they want to die is because their soul is going through an expansion, I can't. This is the kind of stuff I used to believe. This is the kind of stuff I myself used to tell people. It makes me actually sick to my stomach. You know, this video, again, at the time I'm recording this, probably more by the time that you're watching, has over 36,000 views. This woman has 500,000 subscribers that have this accessible at their fingertips where she's telling people that feeling suicidal is merely a part of their spiritual process ultimately ushering them into expansion and eventual eternity. Do you see how intrinsically evil this is? How twisted, vile, and manipulative this is? But it's disguised as Satan does, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. It's disguised as this pseudo-inspirational self-motivating message that regardless of your suffering... Your soul will continue to regenerate over and over, giving you chance after chance to heal those unresolved parts of yourself. No, no, that's Satan. That is spiritual warfare of your soul. Now, as for the lie of reincarnation, which again is an entire episode of its own, but it directly correlates to pantheism honestly it's the whole like regenerative we are all one crap but if you didn't know already <laughs> reincarnation is about as unbiblical as it can get for example we have samuel 14 14 we must all die we are like water spilled on the ground which cannot be gathered up again so that's pretty cut and dry language which cannot be gathered up again right in death, our soul is either with the Lord or with the other guy. Like, there's no karmic looping. There's no reincarnation. There's no second chance. As Christina so eloquently puts it, that you're just going to come back over and over and over again to resolve that unresolved trauma. That sounds so miserable for someone who already wants to die, knowing that, oh, you're just going to commit suicide and then end up in another body somewhere else and have to do it all over again. Boy, the new age is fun, huh? And yet Christianity is um, considered the harmful religion. Am I right? Anyway, so we'll get to that in a minute. The Bible says that all those who have died, both righteous and wicked, will be raised to life in one of two resurrections. 
Okay, there's no such thing as reincarnation. The Bible says that the righteous will be raised to life at Jesus' second coming in 1 Thessalonians 4.16, where it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. So according to this verse, the righteous do not go right to heaven when they die. They remain asleep in the grave until Jesus returns and raises them to immortal life. I know there's like a lot of discrepancy about this. Um... But just based on scripture, this is kind of what I attest to as well. And ultimately, whether or not you think that you go right to heaven or you're asleep until you're raised again when Christ comes back, it's not necessarily a salvation issue. So there's like discrepancy on it. But just based on what I've studied, this is the consensus I've come to. And you can look at 1 Corinthians 15 verses 50 through 57 for that. Um, Now, further, it says the wicked are raised to life in a separate resurrection the resurrection of condemnation. So Jesus said, do not marvel at this for the hour is coming in which all who are in graves will hear his voice and come forth for those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. So which brings us right back to the revelation verse where it talks about the lake of fire, right? Sure does sound like eternal punishment to me. She's telling people lies. (laughs) She's telling people lies. And again, this isn't about her as the person. This isn't about her as a person. This is about the deception that she is under. She's being used as a vessel by Satan. And I don't care how extreme that sounds. Because I too was being used as a vessel by Satan when I was doing the same thing. When I was sitting in front of my camera telling a new age audience that your pain is your superpower. No, no, it's not. You know, there's no karmic soul journey and there's no karmic load that we're carrying across the lifetimes, okay? There's this life and then there's the one after, which will either be in the lake of fire or in the kingdom with God. So on that note, Do people go to hell if they commit suicide? I'm only answering this because I know it's going to come up in your your thought bubble as it kind of did mine when I was, you know, reacting to this and taking notes on this video. The truth is, though, I I don't know. And the Bible isn't really explicit on that outside of Judas. Um, Judas Iscariot, that is, you know, in the context of Judas, though, we know that he betrayed and denied the Lord. Judas denied the Lord, thus committing the unforgivable sin of blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And so, no, we will not be seeing Judas in heaven. But, you know, what if a repentant sinner who has been saved by grace in Christ alone commits suicide? I mean... I don't know. It's a sin. It's it's murder. It's self-murder. It directly rejects the gift of life that God has given us. But, but does this particular sin, right? Does this particular sin, killing yourself, determine a person's eternal destiny above any other sin? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because that would make grace insufficient. And that's just based on scripture and God's promises And, you know, I would like to think that someone who has Jesus in their heart could never bring themselves to commit suicide. But you know what? The truth is I have Jesus in my heart and I'm still tempted by selfish indulgence sins. Um, And that's really what suicide is. It's a selfish indulgence sin. My uncle committed suicide. I was trying not to talk about this, but the Holy Spirit keeps kind of telling me to bring him up. The whole, um, my uncle committed suicide and from what I know, my uncle committed, committed, invited Jesus into his heart before he committed suicide. But the problem with him was that his life was just so much for him that, you know, his marriage, his, his family, that he couldn't just reconcile and let Jesus be enough, even though he loved the Lord. He didn't. He wasn't surrounded by a support system that loved the Lord. He wasn't surrounded by it. And so 
ultimately that temptation to commit that, that selfish, indulgent sin to end his life in that moment was more, was, was more powerful than the new man that his love of Christ regenerated him into. And we all have moments like that where no matter how much we love the Lord, we, we do something stupid. We give into our sin. And luckily, you know, I don't know, the sin of drunkenness, for instance, isn't as detrimental as, as killing yourself. You know, it's something you can come back from, at least. So that is the that is the thing about this particular sin. It's not something you can come back from, but doesn't make it any more damnable than any other sin? I, I don't think so. So, you know, I'm not just saying that because I want my uncle in heaven. Obviously, I want him to be with the Lord, but if he's not, then he's not. Anyway, my point in, in sharing all that is that we all fall short to the glory of God, Romans 3.23. So we all still get tempted by that indulgent, selfish sin. Uh, without spending too much time there, though, you know, I just wanted to address it because I'm sure it's an inevitable question some of you would have had given the context of this episode if you go to hell for committing suicide. And that's kind of the just long way around the barn way of me saying that I think if you are a repentant sinner that has accepted Jesus Christ in your heart based on what scripture says that you still go to heaven even if you commit suicide. And for the record, I'm not saying you should commit suicide <laughs> at all. I'm not condoning that. I'm just saying that I don't think it's different than any other sin. That the blood of Christ cannot wash over and purify you of and give you eternal life regardless of whether or not it's been committed. Now, before we move on to the next clip, I want to briefly touch on one more thing that she mentions from this first clip, and that is her little plug for Don for Neil Donald Walsh's book. So I don't know if any of you are familiar with the Conversations with God series. I know I've mentioned it before on the show. Um, so this is some, this is a series that I was obsessed with when I was in New Age. It's basically a three-part installation that this man, Neil Donald Walsh, wrote where he's claiming that God was speaking to him through the text. It's essentially a channeled piece. Um, and the entire premise of the series is to, honestly, it's to literally break the traditional paradigm of Christianity and everything that the Bible says to be true and to reframe what it means to believe in God, what God wants for humanity what God thinks about sin and so forth. Um, and I know that New Agers just eat this book up, my former self included, because it, listen, it absolves the reader of the concept of sin. It totally absolves the reader and it just liberates the whole do what thou wilt message, which as we know, comes from Aleister Crowley, a Satanists. So yeah, these books, the Conversations with God series, they are Satanism manuscripts dressed up as God, just like everything else in the new age. It's just a, a disguise, right? It's a disguise, just like this woman's video of her saying suicide is a symptom uh, or suicide ideation is a symptom of spiritual awakening. You're going through this because your soul is expanding. This is a part of your journey. This is a part of your process. You're learning something. You're growing. You're evolving. Your soul is finding eternity. It sounds... It sounds enticing. It sounds good. It sounds explorative and expans expansive. But it's lies. It's BS. And of course, you know, these are the books that Christina is encouraging her audience to read if they're struggling with suicide ideation. She wants her audience to go read these books from this man. And if, you, if you've ever read the books, you know, you know how they just they just make you feel good they really make you feel like there's no sense of accountability to god because it, it is literally presenting god as that hippy dippy sort of like feel good you know new age jesus ascended master kind of thing where it's like it's all good man yeah there's no hell you all come back right you just come right back into my arms when you die and then Somehow you also are reincarnated. So it's like, do you spend, do you die and go to eternity or do you die and recycle yourself? Like, which is it, New Age? Which is it? Because you, you kind of have to pick one there. 
right? Either your soul goes home to rest in eternity or your soul recycles itself and comes back to suffer some more because it's, it's not ready for eternity yet. So when does it get, when is it ready? When is it ready? When? <laughs> they never actually tell you that part, right? Anyway, I have an idea. I, I have an idea. So why not suggest the actual word of God that has been historically consistent throughout the centuries, right? Rather than books written by some dude like a decade ago that has the word God on it. Oh, it was a New York Times bestseller. Great. I don't care. Again, the Bible, historically consistent throughout the centuries. More copies of the New Testament than anything Plato has ever written. But no, this thing that some dude wrote two decades ago, that's the Bible now. Got it. Got it. So, I mean, that that's just a thought that we should, you know, recommend the actual word of God to people that are struggling. Another thought is that you should subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. Leave a five-star rating and written review to get this into more people's eyes and ears. And be sure to give Heaven and Healing Podcast a written review, not just a five-star rating, but a written review on whichever platform you listen or watch. Share this video with a friend, saved or unsaved, by the way, and post a clip of this or a screenshot of this to your story. And make sure to tag me so that I can see it too. My Instagram is Angela Marie Yucci. Your support means the absolute world to me. And seriously, I can't thank you enough for supporting all that I do in this mission of advancing the kingdom for the glory of God. So um, be sure to head over to my Instagram as well, like I mentioned, and turn on my post notifications because I do tend to get shadow banned. It's kind of ridiculous how many people see my stuff versus how many people follow me. Anyway, let's play the second clip now. Here's something you may not know, but suicidal ideation is a very common feature of a spiritual awakening. Many people all over the world are going through spiritual awakenings right now, and a lot of them don't know what's happening to them. And a very common feature of a spiritual awakening is what's known as the death of the ego. Okay, so everything that has to do with your identity starts to die. So your personality shifts, your old habits shift, the way that you see yourself dies, um, old patterns die, your entire sense of identity dies. And there's actually an internal drive that's happening during a spiritual awakening. There's an internal drive precisely for all of that stuff to die. But one of the biggest tragedies that happens with suicide is that many people mistake the desire for an ego death with the impulse to actually kill themselves. They unfortunately misinterpret the symbolic death that's happening inside of them and they assume that that symbolic death means actual death. This makes my blood boil. Mm -hmm. This is actually part of the segment I originally heard from her Instagram reel that directed me to her YouTube channel where I could watch the entirety of this glorious little video. And I mean, it's absolutely sickening. It's sickening. Okay, so you're suicidal because you're misinterpreting the desire for an ego death with the desire to kill yourself. This rhetoric is wicked and it's gross. You're telling, again, vulnerable, susceptible, desperate people who are looking at this content because they are devastatingly miserable and searching for answers that their soul-crushing agony is simply an internal drive for soul expansion. You're telling people word for word that suicide ideation is a common feature of spiritual awakening. No, <laughs> you're romanticizing suicide ideation by illustrating this deceptive, ugly narrative that if they feel inclined to kill themselves, it's actually because they're experiencing this evolutionary ego death as a part of their karmic soul journey. And they are in the midst of a spiritual transformation where they are shedding stagnancy and ushering in expansion. I'm sorry, but Christianity is the worldview that hurts people. 
You know, because New Agers love to talk about how harmful Christianity is, and yet here we have a New Age teacher quite literally glamorizing suicide ideation to her audience as some sort of soul upgrade. Like you're leveling up spiritually when you're on the brink of putting a bullet in your head? Give me a break. Give me a break. This is predatory. This is the enemy. And this makes me want to throw up. Okay? This is what I say all the time, that the devil capitalizes on our trauma. And that's exactly the message that this woman is putting forth. She's capitalizing on people's trauma by making it seem like they're going through some sort of up level by suffering so tremendously, telling depressed people that they feel like killing themselves because they're just misunderstanding their soul journey has Satan's nasty little fingerprints all over it. That is not cool. That is not a cool thing to say. It's not a healthy thing to say. It's not a good message to promote, especially as someone who is considered a health professional. She has credentials tied to her name. And this is the message that she's putting forth, using her credentials as reason why she is qualified to say this. This is not okay. This is vile. And I keep using the word predatory. This is predatory. People are hurting. They are desperate. They are sad. And this is the message that you have to offer them, that their soul is just expanding. And that's why they want to commit suicide. Give me a break. And these are, again, the same people that will sit there and say, Christianity is so harmful. Organized religion hurts people. Your Bible hurts people. You know what Christianity has to say about depression? Let's look at scripture. Let's look at the Bible, okay? So 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new, ro- a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Psalm 34, 18 to 19. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And finally, Isaiah 40, verse 31. But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Okay, I lied. There's one more. Because this is the best of all. Okay, this is Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, where Jesus himself says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Versus Christina Lope saying, you have a karmic load that you have to carry from lifetime to lifetime until you resolve it. Well, guess what? Jesus Christ says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So your karmic load, you don't have to carry that. You can just give it to Jesus. Also, it's not a karmic load. It's just called your sin. So there's that. But anyway, yes, all those verses, there's um, the, the encompassing hurtful message of Christianity. And I, you know, I... I say that, obviously, you can tell I'm upset about this. You know, so I say that with a little bit of an attitude. But but it's true, right? New Agers, and I was one of them. New Agers always talk about how harmful the Christianity is, how hurtful it is. You know, and yet the same New Agers that say Christianity is harmful, Christianity is hurtful, are the, are the same ones that sit there in their own despair and justify it as shadow work, quote, shadow work, and quote, the process and the, quote, karmic journey. And you know why? It's because it's the only way they can pacify themselves into the delusion that they're actually doing well which is heartbreaking. I don't say that to throw shade at people. I don't say that to shame anybody. I say that because it's literally heartbreaking, but that's what they're doing. That's what I did. That's what likely you did who was watching this if you were in the new age. You say this kind of crap that you're that you're just navigating your shadow work because it's the only way 
that you can give yourself any sort of semblance of, I'm not falling apart right now. This is just my process. It's the only way is by just justifying it with with nonsense, by making it seem like your suffering is your friend. New Age a lot says, befriend your demons. No, I don't want to make friends with any demons. Michael Knowles said when he interviewed me, especially my own, exactly. And again, look, I say that with no animosity, no judgment, no condemnation for these people. I say this because my heart literally weeps for their grief because I have experienced that grief. I weep for their eternity. I literally find myself in tears in the car thinking about some of my old new age friends, thinking about people that are just in the new age in general who just really genuinely have no freaking idea. They have no clue what they're doing, what they're in, because Satan is so good at making people blind. And look, I know exactly what it's like to be stuck in these new age lies like the one in this video. Constantly telling yourself that your pain is your karma, that your pain is your dark night of the soul moment, that your pain is your teacher, that your pain is just your soul trying to expand because you've outgrown your current container. I have said, I have believed and lived all of that BS. And trust me, two years ago, I would have eaten up this woman's video. I would have eaten up every single word in this video. Everything that she is expressing. Despite that all of those justifications that I just mentioned, that it's a part of the process, that it's my shadow work, blah, blah, blah. Despite that all those justifications ever did was just keep my head above water. Just keep my head above water. It never actually healed me or helped me discover any true healing. But you get that answer, right? You just, you get that, oh, my soul is expanding. (sighs) You get that like quick fix almost. It just, and it feels like relief because someone is saying something in such a way where it makes it feel purposeful. It presents like a moment that feels like you're on the mend for that reason. But the That's really because honestly, the truth is when you hear these things and you're not a believer, you're just so tragically desperate, whether you know it or not, for answers and you're aching to feel better. So you just simply grasp onto this concept that glorifies your own self, puts all the power in your own hands and assures you that the pain you're suffering through is your soul's way of growing itself into more love, more light, more grace. And so, oh, you must be on the road to healing and quote, everything is as it should be, as I used to say all the time. And so with that, you think, okay, I can do this. If I just follow the steps, if I just follow the spiritual practices, if I just read the books, if I just stay consistent with the healers and the shamans and the gurus and the coaches and the teachers and this and that and whatever else, then I will overcome this ego death and emerge from the other side as a more integrated pers- version of myself. Man, the new age is exhausting, isn't it? <laughs> Satan literally has you when you're in the new age, when you're believing the things like this woman is saying in the video, he has you in this circus of pseudo-spiritualism swinging from one trapeze to another, jumping through one ring of fire to the next, walking on stilts, juggling knives and flaming torches, all the while you think you're in control of all the things, that you're finding your means to an end, working yourself toward that salvation when in reality it's nothing more than a performance and the devil himself is the ringleader of it all and guess what when all is said and done you're burnt out and you're basically back at square one and I speak from experience I cannot emphasize that enough every single time that's all the new age has to offer loop after loop cycle after cycle lie after lie until one day you know what's going to happen it's going to be too late and you will be separated from God for eternity because despite what Christina Lopes says there is eternal punishment and I know for a lot of people that can be like well what's the point anyway um because The contrast of the eternal punishment is eternal life with the king of the universe. 
And it's really not that, not that hard to accept that. Because all the stuff I just mentioned, this costs you thousands of dollars. The new age costs you thousands of dollars. But Jesus' salvation is free. And so really, all that it costs you is your pride. You may not have every single answer of Christianity, of why God is the way he is. You might have to swallow your pride and just, admi- and just accept that. You're going to have to accept that you can't do it on your own. You're going to have to swallow your pride in that aspect. That the ways that you have been trying to go along to get along have been wrong. You're going to have to swallow your pride in that aspect. Christianity only costs you your pride. It costs you your pride. But the alternative is being in a circus with Satan. And, and it's not just the new age. It's not just the new age. It's, it's agnosticism. It's atheism. He has a lot of different circuses in which he is orchestrating as the ringleader. He has many, many circuses. But anyway, the point here is that, look, no, 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 no. Suicidal thoughts are not some cool symptom of spiritual awakening. I just so easily tend to get off track, don't I? But yes, suicide, suicide, suicidal thoughts are not a symptom of spiritual awakening. I don't care what she says. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what any psychologist says. It is not a symptom of spiritual awakening, okay? On the contrary, and I'm getting to my point now, the crushing despair of an unbeliever is not a side effect of their soul transforming to new heights in awareness, Aladdin on the magic carpet, I can show you the world. No, no, it is the tangibility of their sin depravity, an unrealized ache to receive Christ, and the direct impact of what it means to live in a fallen, cursed world that is Satan's temporary circus, playground, tool shed, whatever you want to call it, of chaos and brokenness. That is what suicide ideation is a symptom of. Not your soul transformation. As pretty as that sounds, as much as you want to put that on a t-shirt or on a tapestry, it, it just ain't it. Okay, John 15 says that apart from Christ, we can do nothing. So it, it really is no wonder. I mean, it is no wonder why people are walking around and wanting to commit suicide. The most heartbreaking, devastating human life one could experience is one without Christ. And <laughs> look at anyone who doesn't know Christ. Even if they seem happy, I guarantee there's a vice somewhere. Whether it's, you know, the fact that they make sure there's always a six-pack in the fridge. Even if it's just one beer a night, there's always got to be a six-pack in the fridge. Whether it's weed, sex, anything, I guarantee there's a vice. I'm not saying Christians don't have a vice, but when all is said and done... As a Christian, you ultimately know that the reason you have that vice is because you're so helpless and weak. Whereas the agnostic or the atheist might just say, well, nothing really matters anyway. But again, it goes back to that whole justification to just get through kind of kind of thing that you tell yourself to get by which is so easy to do as an agnostic or an atheist, say nothing really matters. So I'm just going to do what I want, just live what I want. So it doesn't really matter if I'm just slowly killing myself by eating like garbage, drinking like garbage, whatever, because, because it's just nothing matters. That, that's a really great thing to tell yourself when you don't want to look in the mirror, when you don't want to be accountable to anything or anybody. It's a really easy thing to just tell yourself that nothing matters. So you see all these ways that we try and justify our lack of Christ and our pain that is the direct result of our lack of Christ. How many different narratives we tell ourselves, stories that we tell ourselves. 
Whereas, you know, these people who seek out these videos in particular, you know, they, they don't need to be spoon-fed lies that they're on the karmic journey. No one needs to be spoon-fed lies. The atheist doesn't need to be spoon-fed lies that nothing matters. Okay. The new ager doesn't need to be spoon-fed lies that their soul chose this and that they're expanding and whatever else, you know. People need to be told the truth. People need to be told the truth because this go-along, get-along crap that I see in the church too, this go-along, get-along crap, this is where, this is where it leads us to self-proclaimed spiritual teachers telling the masses that suicide ideation is a side effect of spiritual awakening. So the go-along, get-along doesn't work. People need to know the truth, which is John 8, 36. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. That's the truth. Okay? Matthew 4, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Right here, the Bible says that we were literally created to live off of Christ. To live off of Christ. Without him, we are spiritually malnourished. We are spiritually starving. And worst of all, we are spiritually dead. People don't want to kill themselves because they're having a spiritual awakening. People want to kill themselves because they are spiritually dead asleep. That's the problem. Christina Lopes claims in this video that the suicidal are misinterpreting their feelings, but actually they're kind of spot on. They're spot on with their feelings and they're completely valid in how they feel because think about how a suicidal person feels, hopeless, worthless, alone, indeed. Indeed, we are all of these things without Jesus Christ. So she, Christina, the one making this video with these nonsensical claims, she is the one who is in the business of misinterpretation here. She's the one in the business of misinterpretation. Because she's saying that someone who wants to kill themselves is just reading the signals wrong. No, they're reading the signals with 100% accuracy because they are they are witnessing their own depravity. They're witnessing their own depravity. They just can't put a name on it. So the only one misinterpreting things here is Christina. And one thing that I hope none of you ever misinterpret is seriously how tremendously grateful I am for each and every person who has sown into the Heaven and Healing podcast ministry. Your financial contributions have blessed me so much in building this ministry, especially over the past couple months where kind of crap really hit the fan. And I, I, I cannot express enough gratitude for this incredible community that God has brought together in his glory. And with that, you know, if you love this episode, if you love Heaven and Healing, and you too want to sow into my mission of exposing new age deception, reaching unbelievers far and wide, and planting seeds for the kingdom that we can only pray God will fertilize in his providence and in his timing, then you can donate to Heaven and Healing Podcast Ministry at donorbox.org slash heaven dash healing dash podcast dash ministry. The link for that will be in the show notes. And as usual, all contributions go toward the maintenance, production, and time these episodes take to come to life. And look, if you're unable to contribute, that's fine. I totally understand. I would never expect your I would never expect your money for anything that I do, but I do ask I do ask for your prayers. Like that's a non-negotiable as a listener, okay? <laughs> Please pray for the podcast. Um, pray for me. Pray for this growing ministry and that God continue to use me and heaven and healing for his glory to further the kingdom. And I say that with so much love and thank you all so much. Now, we can clearly see here that Christina Lopes is totally off track with this convoluted message that she has provided for her audience. But we, as to reiterate, like I said in the beginning, we know that she's under a deception, okay? 
Colossians 1.13 talks about unbelievers being in a domain of darkness, and Ephesians 4.18 proclaims that the understanding of unbelievers is darkened, ignorant, and alienated from God. So Christina is in a domain of darkness, and thus she is projecting more darkness unto those who are also darkened, ignorant, and alienated from God, unfortunately. But she's under the illusion that she's spreading light, because... We, this is probably the verse we reference most on heaven and healing, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen again, right? Even Satan masquerades as an angel of light. So the definition of deception is not to understand you're, under, you're, you're being deceived, right? So she doesn't realize that this is what she's doing. She's not trying to harm people. On the contrary, she thinks she's doing a good thing. Like most teachers in the new age. I really thought I was helping people. No, I cry myself to sleep at night, but that was my process, right? But like I said in the beginning, this woman has over 500,000 subscribers. That's that's at least 500,000 people that don't know the Lord yet, like at least bare minimum. That's really, when you really think about it, that's heartbreaking. So we're going to cover Christina and her audience in prayer to close out. But um, I want to first remind you that this is just part one of this reaction. Um, part two, I'm going to react to her claims that suicide is on the rise because of the rapid ascension on the planet, which by the way, she calls her, she calls the earth her. So that's one reason she thinks that suicide is on the rise on the planet. And the second reason is because of, um, because people are going to therapy instead of shamans. So in part two, I will also react to, her four what-to-do tips if someone is struggling with suicidal ideation, which are all, of course, about doing the work and not surrendering to Jesus Christ. And yeah, there's a lot there. There's definitely a lot there to get into. So if you valued this episode and you want more, head over to heavenandhealing.com and sign up as a member right now and you'll have access to that exclusive content right away with so much more to come. Like I said, this is going to be the new norm for Heaven and Healing, part one and part two episodes. And aside from the part twos, you'll get bonus episodes. You will get a monthly live hangout sesh where we'll all be together on Zoom and kind of take it as like a Q&A, time for us to drink tea, get to know each other sort of thing. And you'll have a, a whole community of people just like you that are in the same business as us, right? Just exposing darkness and spreading the gospel. I get a lot of messages that you feel like you don't know a lot of people, so I want to bring the community together. Um, so anyway, you can go head on over to the website and sign up today. All right, let's pray for Christina Lopes and her audience. If you could just close your eyes and kind of think these words back with me. Father in heaven... We just want to lift Christina Lopes and her audience to you. Every person that saw her video on suicide ideation as a spiritual awakening, every single person who saw that video, and you know who they are, Lord, you watched them watch with a broken heart. You saw them consume those words. You saw them consume those lies. And you wept for their eternity. You wept for their soul. You know who they are, Lord. And we just lift every single one of those people to you who are struggling. We lift Christina to you who is deceived beyond measure because we know that although she's deceived beyond measure, she's not beyond you, Lord. We know that no one is beyond your grasp. And so we pray, we pray from the bottom of our hearts, we pray that you would remove her spiritual blinders, Lord, that you would use her platform, over 500,000 subscribers that she has, that you would use her platform and use her as a way to showcase your glory, that you would transform her, that you would remove her start of her heart of stone, that you would give her a heart of flesh, that you would make her a new creation in Christ, Lord, and have her tell her following that, have her publicly denounce all of her new age teachings and proclaim her repentance and love for Lord Jesus, our savior. Father, we beg you. We beg you to save this woman from her deception. We beg you, father. And that her audience would ultimately be led 
to Christ alone, Father. That all the people that love her content would recognize the deception as they become convicted by the Holy Spirit and as you regenerate their hearts, Lord. Convict them of their sin. Show them that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Father, we beg you, we beg you to redeem these lost souls and anyone who doesn't know you, Father. We pray this in Jesus' name with so much love and so much gratitude for saving our own souls because we were just like them. We were, we were dead in our trespasses and you saved us and, and we just love you so much for that, Father, and we give you so much glory. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.